Good morning, church. So good you could join us this morning online. Um, I don't know if you know, but we're doing things slightly different in church today. So our online experience for you guys is slightly different. And I just want to welcome you as you join us online, whether it's your first time or you're a regular um, to us at Lighthouse. But I hope you feel very much a part of us as a church. We're going to jump straight into the word this morning. And this is why it's a bit different, because today we're talking about fellowship. And for me, Fellowship is something that has so often in church has been confused, I think, with gathering together. And I just want to reassure you that if you're online and you're on your own, this word is for you. And if you're in, at home in a room full of people, this is also for you. So we're going to talk about fellowship. Before we start, let's just pray. Father, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to be online and to share your word and look at the scripture together. And Lord, as we look at this subject of fellowship, and how it applies to our lives and our lives as Christians. Lord, I pray that you'd reveal yourself afresh to us, that we had to look through the word of God and see how it applies to us and what we can take from it and what we can use and use it to grow um, socially, but also grow spiritually as we walk in line with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you and pray this time is a blessing to us and to you. Amen. Amen. So like I say, we're doing things slightly different and we're looking at fellowship and the question i love questions and the question is is it optional so much nowadays is optional whether you're working at home or you used to work in the office and people say oh, i'd rather work at home and that's cool people are happy with that but when we think about our christian our walk with god and our, and our faith what is optional about fellowship and is it optional are we able to remove this gathering together um as a body of a body of Christ and just do it online one-to-one or on our own and so I want to ask that question is it optional well we're going to look at some scriptures and we're going to look at quite a few scriptures this morning to see what the Bible says about an optional fellowship an optional community and our walk with Christ and I felt that this is actually seems very alien talking about fellowship through a screen and talking about fellowship almost removed um, that one part. But when we look at the scripture, when we look at um, especially the letters from Paul, Paul's writing to churches and church leaders and individuals, and he's almost doing it like this, not that I'm comparing myself to Paul in any way, but he's doing it teaching remotely. And I think we can take something from that 2,000 years ago and apply it to our lives now that actually as churches, as individuals, as leaders, as Christians, wherever we are, we have our struggles. And as a body of Christ, we're there to look out for one another, to be accountable. And a bit like Paul was writing to those churches, he was saying, hang on, guys, I'm not, I'm not with you in person, but I feel the spirits telling me this and I hear what people are saying. And here are just some guidelines. And I think as a church and as a, as a Christian myself, I feel really um, the spirit is telling me that we need to be together, that actually this this unity and this forming of a body of Christ isn't something we can do on our own. There's a well-known picture and it's something that um, people in my family have told me and it's of the, of the coals of a fire. And actually when you think about a coal fire, I don't know if you have one at home, we have one at home and um, we grew up with one. And the coals together are so hot, a bit like a barbecue, they're so hot. But as soon as you start spreading them out, the heat soon uh, dissipates out and the coals no longer become the heat they were together. And I just want to challenge you this morning as we look at these scriptures, are you a coal that's 
thought actually I don't need to be in the fire. I don't need to be surrounded by other coals. I'm okay on my own because I believe that that's when the the enemy is able to get hold of you and that times when we're strong together, there is a movement, a, a power of fire with us. But when we're on our own, we lose that essence of being together. We lose that original source. So we're going to jump straight into Matthew 4. Matthew 4.19 says this. He said, Jesus called out to them and said, come and follow me and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. This scripture is talking about Jesus in his early, early ministry here on earth. And as a as a young man going out and finding his disciples. And we and we read that Jesus went about and he called these people and they followed him. But what amazes me is Jesus as 100 percent God and 100 percent man still needed people around him. It wasn't that he was um, that God was weak without them. But it was almost that together, united together, they were able to do and show the glory of God that much broader, that much bigger. And if Jesus needs people around him, I definitely need people around me. So I was really encouraged that Jesus in his uh, time on earth didn't do it alone. He did it with his followers. He did it with his disciples. He did it with people. And that for me just resounded in me that actually when we're doing these things, when we're going about, let's do it together. We read in Galatians two, uh, sorry, Galatians six, verse two, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. This is Paul writing to the church in Galatia and is teaching them about very similar things that I think we're experiencing in 2022. That so much in society now is, no, I need to sort myself out. I need to get myself right. It's all about almost this selfish way of looking at life and looking at things. And when we portray those things in our day-to-day life and then those things become part of our spiritual life, it's damaging. Because we're looking at things going, actually, I can do that on my own. I can do that without God. I can do that without people. And if you're anything like me, things on your own are tough. Things on your own are tough, even if it's something physical, something practical. Doing something with other people relieves that burden. And I don't think the burden that um, Paul was talking about was necessarily just a physical thing, but also a spiritual thing. These burdens that we have in our life, let's share it. It matters. It matters to people that they can be a blessing by helping you. And likewise, it's not selfish to ask for help because actually you're enabling those people to be a blessing to you. And therefore, in time, as you come together, you'll be able to repay it back. We don't, we don't give to receive, but when we give, the blessing is there to be received. And it's in Christ that we find our strength to do these things. So it's not a case of, oh, I'm going to ask him because um, he's the strongest, or I'm going to ask her because she's the smartest. It's actually... Heavenly Father, I need you to bring people into my life that I can rely on, that I can be accountable to, that can be accountable to me. And through you, we will find our strength to deal with the situations we have today. And my prayer is that as we go through our walks, we sought God for the things that matter, the community that we are in, the fellowship that we're in that matters. May we rely on God to bring those people into our lives. And it may be that like Jesus, you're surrounded by fishermen and um, taxpayers and thieves and people who you probably wouldn't relate with. 
um, than there's many fishermen around Danili, but th those sort of people. But likewise, don't underestimate who these people are when they have the Spirit of God inside them. Don't underestimate who you are when you have the Spirit of God inside you, that you together can encompass and, and can follow a way that is honouring and glorifying to God. I said we're going to look at a lot of scripture, we're going to jump back into Matthew, and Matthew 18 um, says, For where two or three are gathered in, in my name, in Jesus' name, in God's name, meeting together, meeting together as my followers, I'm there among them. This is something that I um, am very passionate about. I love meeting together as people, um, as believers of Christ, whether it's um, at church on a Sunday or whether it's at a worship on a Tuesday or small group midweek or band on a Thursday. And I love that coming together. But what I am or have been and still struggle with is getting into the routine of, oh, yeah, I met with that person and I probably, I probably had my fellowship time with them or um, you might bump into Pastor Ross or Pastor Giles in Aldi or Tesco's or Sainsbury's or wherever they shop and say, oh yeah, I met the pastor this week. But the reality is bumping into someone isn't what this is talking about. Having, you know, a coffee with someone, however great that is and however important that is for our, ourselves, it's not what this is talking about. Because it says, when they are gathered in my name, that my is a capital M, is in the Father's name, meeting together as followers of Jesus Christ. That together, as we come together, he is there among us. Whether it is through prayer or reading scripture or any of the things that you do when you come together, just sharing your burdens, you're doing it for God, to God, giving him the glory, keeping him in the centre. And I just want to encourage you, if you are filling your week with stuff that's just, oh yeah, I'm, I'm chatting with that person or I'm catching up with that person. Take it back to the foundations of where you are with your faith. Take it back to just opening in prayer. I met with someone this week and we, we started chatting and she said, can we open in prayer? And I was like, yes, we can. Because actually, when we start with prayer, we're starting with God. And if we are talking in a way that we want God to reveal himself, why not start with him? Why not say, Heavenly Father, we are here. We are going to talk and we're going to read and we're going to uh, just express, maybe moan <laughs> to a part to this person. But do it in a way that is then focusing on Jesus at the start. So it doesn't become worldly, it becomes spiritual, it becomes wholesome in what you're doing. Don't rely on this Sunday to Sunday mentality of, that's all right, I've had a feast on a Sunday and I'm going to dwindle through the week and then I'm going to have a feast next Sunday. Don't do that. Know that when we come together as, as people on a Sunday, if you're relying on Sunday for your sort of spiritual growth for the week, you probably need to be here early and you don't need to leave till late evening. We're here for an hour, an hour and a half on a Sunday morning and on, online. And that, that time is time to rejoice and celebrate all that God's done throughout the week because we've been meeting with him, we've been meeting with people, we've seen miracles, we've asked for prayers and we've had answers. And church is just a chance to come together in the building and say, thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. The, the reality is and the hardship is that we do have an enemy who the scripture says in uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, he says, um, be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around um, incessantly like a roaring lion, 
sorry, roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. See, we do have an enemy who wants to go around and see things and maybe get into our mind when we're thinking um, things are tough or I haven't got fellowship with other people. And the important thing is, is to, when I think of this scripture is, I think of um, a documentary sort of uh, looking at the, the African um, plains and you have all the, the gazelles and the deers and the zebras or whatever is going around. And they're kind of watching the lions and the tigers, no, not tigers, the lions, how they, how they go around hunting for the weaker individuals. And the people watching it have seen this pattern, they always record it, and it's not that the, the lions are chasing the herd and the strong, and the, they're chasing the weaker ones that are at the side. And the ones that get caught are the ones that maybe are a little bit weaker or a little bit younger or aren't with the pack aren't with the people, aren't with the other animals together. And as a people, we need to be conscious that if we're on the outskirts, we're that much easier to be caught. We're that much easier to be, maybe our attention to be deferred into something else, rather than thinking, I need to be, I want to be, I desire to be with other Christians, with other people. We read and we see in Acts as the church is kind of kicking off, as the church is going about its business of how things were beginning to unfold. And as we read in Acts, we see how the early church was forming, and it wasn't how we see it today. It wasn't that reality of, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church on a Sunday. That wasn't what was happening in Acts. We read in Acts 2, um, verse 46 to 47, it says this. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple. So they were in church, they were in that place, that, that temple mentality of, of a, physical be- a physical place. But they broke bread in their home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the other people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. They were having time together in church. They were. They were going somewhere. But the reality was that day by day, they were having their bread together. They were fellowshipping together. They were being around other Christians. They were sharing. The scripture goes on to say that when there was a need, that they sold their things and met the need. There's this, there's this uh, mentality that actually as a body of Christ, we are there to help each other with the burdens that we talked about earlier but also in a way that we want to be together so we can know the needs. If we don't talk to other Christians, if we don't pray with other people, if we don't say, actually, I have a prayer request, I'm struggling, I've got a bill that I cannot pay, how is anyone going to know that you have that need? Yes, God can reveal it to them, and yes, they can have a dream or whatever. But in this fellowship, we can talk. We have the gift of communication. We can talk to one another. We can say, I'm really struggling with this. And that burden can be shared between other people. And as they pray for you, you can then say, actually, what is your prayer need? Because my need feels lighter because you're praying for me. And now I can pray for you. And as we do that in a community, as we do that in fellowship with one another, in a a family, in a church family, it's important that we realise that actually what we're doing is we're giving glory to God in the ability to do those things. And as as we think about um, this what sh- strikes me the most is the fact that they were 
being added to daily, whatever they had, whatever they were sharing, was so attractive to everyone else around them that they were desperate, that they were, they were desperate to have it. And in having it, they experienced the Spirit of God in reality. In the reality of their lives, in the reality of what they were saying, what they were doing, they experienced our Heavenly Father, they experienced Jesus. And the Spirit of God then came from what they were seeing as to what they were feeling. And they received the gift of salvation and they were being added to by the Spirit, those who were being saved daily. And don't we as a church want that? Don't we as a people, as a body of Christians, want people to experience Jesus in a way that is attractive? That whatever we are doing, whatever we are radiating, may it be to the glory of God. May we be the salt and the light that the scripture talks about. So when people see us, they want to be, they want to have whatever we've had, whatever we have. And give us the confidence, Jesus. Give us the confidence to share that with other people and say, yes, what we have is the, is the spirit of God inside us. We have freedom. We have the love and the peace that only God can give. And they can receive that also. So, going back to my question, we've rattled through some scripture and I've shared some thoughts. Fellowship, community, is it an option? Well, to be honest, it is an option because we are not robots. Our Lord Jesus gave us free will. And when we think about that, we think, yeah, no, we have, we have the option of, of fellowship with other people. Yes, we do. But the reality is, is that something that we want? Is that something that you want? Is it something that you read the scriptures and think, you know, I can do this on my own? So is it optional? Yes. Do I feel that fellowship and community is essential? Yes. I feel it essential in my life to be around other people. I feel it essential in my, in my faith to have other people who are far stronger in their faith than I am at times. And likewise, it's such a blessing to be with people who are struggling to say, I'm here with you. I'm here for you. And let me pray with you. Let's, let's wait for that miracle and let's rejoice together when it comes. Is it essential? Yes, it is. And I pray as we've shared these thoughts that you would have that question, that answer in your mind too, that actually it is an option that I have. But like many things in Scripture, Scripture is so clear about what I need. And the need is to have people around you, to have Jesus in other people around you. Jesus, while here, prioritised time with people. So many parables were shared to groups of people. Miracles were expressed in front of groups of people. And it was all for his glory. It wasn't for anything else. He doesn't need it to do anything else apart from just express who and what he is. So as you go about your, your life this week, as you maybe, you know, go switch to something else after watching this or um, you go out, just think, you know, am I spending time in my week that is in fellowship, in community with other believers? Not just a, hi, how you doing, Thomas? Good to see you. Just pick up the phone, text me, email us and say, can we get together and pray? Because as a church, we love doing that. We love it. We love coming together. And there are 
plenty of members here who would love to come and see you in your home or meet you or catch up with a coffee and pray together. Because it is important that we have them sort of times. Let's just pray before we close. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for your living word, Lord. May we, may we, as we read it, just access it in a new way. May we search ourselves. May we challenge ourselves. And Father, through the things that you've been speaking to me this week and in preparation with this word, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to open my heart to see how and where I can be that light and that salt, Lord. How and where I can fellowship with other people and give you the glory at all times. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our online church, Lord, for the way that we are able to do this. And Lord, we pray that as we go into Monday tomorrow, may we search our hearts for you. Lord, give us a burning desire to feast more on who you are. And find people, Lord, reveal people in our, in our current lives who are desperate for you, who, who are longing for you. And Father, we pray that you would bring more believers into our lives so that we can have those times of fellowship, maybe in difficult times where we don't get to mix much. If people are working from home, if people aren't going out as much. Heavenly Father, we pray and thank you that we can um, have things like this. But Lord, I pray that we would come together in community and do the things that you speak so highly of. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. It's been great to share it, and I appreciate it's different, so I hope you bear with me with that. If you would like any more information about what we do at The Lighthouse and um, throughout the week, please, please follow us on our socials or email us or private message us and we can get back to you. And likewise, if there's anything that I've said this morning that you have questions about, get in touch. I'd love to share with you and I'd love to come and pray with you if you're at home and want someone to come and pray. That'd be great. If you're able to get out and you want to be involved with groups that we're doing and volunteer your time, fantastic. Also, please, please, please get in touch. We have a newsletter as well that comes out via email every week so you can keep up to date with all the things that are coming up. This, um, this coming week we have um, our regular things, but on the 31st of this month we have a light party as an alternative to, our Hall uh, to people's Halloween celebrations. So that's here at Lighthouse. So if you want any more details about that, please follow us. And all those things are online as well with our men's curry night, with the ladies' um, evening as well. So please keep up to date. And if you'd like to give financially to the work at the Lighthouse, and that's something you're able to do, please follow the links on our website and um, you can gift aid on there as well. So thank you so much. Have a blessed week and we look forward to seeing you next week.